What's going on everybody? I'm Rambo and welcome to Echoes of New Eden. The only Eve Echoes podcast with news and current events. I'll hit some game news, I'll talk a little bit about the Escalation update. Big news this week is Pantheon is no more. I had a chat with Tahini, Cult, and Run from No Please Stop. And we discussed the war and the future for content. So we'll get into the game news here. So just today, actually, um, Joseph had shared the latest Escalation trailer. So that is available on YouTube. You can check that out, and the link is uh, in the announcements page there. As for patch notes, uh, last week they just had a couple optimizations and some bug fixes, nothing too big. But this next week, so this Wednesday, we should be getting that big update. Of course, November 3rd is when capitals will be showing up. As far as official media goes, nothing too crazy. Uh, we had some Halloween photos, but that's about it. Nothing new in player support news. Well, that wraps it up for game news. So we'll get into this escalation update. So a few days ago on the Eve Echoes website, they did post the escalation update as to what features or what are some of the things that we're going to be seeing implemented into this. Um, Captain Benzi had a... 17 to 18 minute video regarding discussing all this stuff that's that was on the screen um so they're just talking about capital ships um, with this update eight capital ships will be making their debut capital ships that's dreadnoughts and carriers are currently the highest tonnage ships available to pilots in new eden so we got the dreadnoughts and the carriers uh, you most likely have tried them out already on the faction warfare if you haven't then uh good luck getting them because they're going to be expensive but dreadnoughts uh, they do not possess strong firepower by default their dps greatly increases after their exclusive showdown mode which grants them unrivaled firepower throughout new eden Apart from boosting the Dreadnought's DPS, Showdown Mode also brings bonuses to many other aspects, such as repairs. However, Showdown Mode is not without disadvantages. It dramatically reduces the Dreadnought's velocity, as well as preventing it from warping. So knowing when to activate Showdown Mode is what makes a good Dreadnought pilot. And so they talked about the carriers as well. So the carriers attack using their onboard fighters. Fighters are devastating against regular ships. Space superiority fighters are highly effective against drones, frigates, and destroyers. Light fighters are best used against cruisers, battle cruisers, and battleships. To add to their threat against regular ships, carriers are also equipped with a network sensor mode, which can increase their scan resolution significantly. This update brings carriers from each of the four empires, namely the Archon, the Chimera, Thanatos, and the Nidhogger. So the capital ship tonnage restrictions. Capital ships cannot enter high-sec regions regardless of the means, nor can they dock at capsular outposts or be transported using delivery service. The maximum insurance coverage for capital ship is 20% of the estimated value. We're used to the 70% right now on the insurance value of regular ships. Capitals are going to be only 20%. So you're paying 80% out of, uh, out of pocket. Capital modules. This update will introduce a range of capital ship modules, turrets, missile launchers, light space superiority fighters, light attack fighters, shield rechargers, armor repairers, shield extenders, armor plates, batteries, afterburners, microdrives, etc. These are all capital components. As for capital ship riggings, there are weapon upgrades and defense upgrades. 
Propulsion upgrades, engineering upgrades, fighter upgrades. Skills corresponding to the capital modules will also be introduced. Please note that most types of capital modules and rings cannot be fitted to regular ships and vice versa. So we have these, and sorry if I butcher it, Sinosuro jumps, Sinosuro field generator. This is a new high slot module that can only be fitted when you have the required bonus. Use, using this module consumes a lot of fuel upon activation. The player will become a beacon that can be searched by other pilots in the same fleet. Ships fitted with a jump drive, when requirements are met, these ships can jump directly into the location of the beacon. Oh, this is going to be some freaky stuff coming in. The Sinosuro Beacon Tower. The Sinosuro Beacon Tower is a corporation add-on structure. It generates a beacon that is visible throughout the corporation. Though this add-on structure, ships fitted with a jump drive can quickly return from other systems to areas near this structure. Then they also have the Sinosuro Jammer Tower. The Jammer Tower is a corporation add-on structure. Upon activation, all pilots in the same system will be unable to activate Sinosuro field generators. The Sinosuro Jammer Tower doesn't affect the function of the Sinosuro Beacon Tower from the same corporation. Now we got to be trying some of these things out because those don't even that doesn't even make sense. Maybe it does, I just can't think right now. Capital Ship Rally Point. Capital Ship Rally Point is a type of cosmic anomaly. Only Nullsec systems that have an anchored pirate detection array spawn this type of cosmic anomaly. Capital Ship Rally Point contains pirate, contains pirate capital ships. When destroyed, pirate capital ships will drop capital modules and capital ship debris. So the conclusion to all this is before releasing the update, the uh, the capital update, we received a lot of feedback from the players regarding controls and game balance. The feedback was a great help in providing valuable reference points for development and fine-tuning of capital ships. We hope that the players will continue to support us after the release of capital ships. We will continue to listen to your feedback and, as always, aim to improve your gaming experience. So that was right off their website uh, for the November 3rd Escalation Update Overview. Overall, that's going to be uh, quite exciting. Quite exciting indeed. So in case you haven't heard the news recently, it's been all over Reddit and all over Discords, and you've been seeing the memes and whatnot. Um, an official statement went out from McKenzie, I believe, and uh, she stated that Pantheon is no more. So it seems like a, a lot of corporations had split off or uh, sub-alliances within Pantheon have split apart and basically are doing their own thing. Some corporations left, some corporations merged into other alliances. Understandably, GenFed got some, um, and no, please stop, got some, and, and others just seem to be... Um, still deciding maybe as to what they're going to do whether or not they're going to stay in their space or if they're going to uh, join a different entity so that's the biggest news in the in the past couple days there have been major contributors of pantheon splitting off and so that happened yesterday october 31st as far as war efforts go it seems like there's still a lot of people with red status to shh and no and vice versa so i want to say that there's still a lot of fighting going on but a lot of people have dropped their standings and have backed out of the war so in the coming weeks we'll see what all happens if this all winds down or if it heats back up again and it goes into full structural warfare we just have to wait and see so until then um, I did have a talk with Cult, Tahini, and Run from PEW. We discussed their entrance into the war. That's no, please stop going to war, or at least having beef with Pantheon prior to the war declaration by SHH. 
So when SHH joined into that, that's when it really went down and Citadel started getting popped. So enough of me blabbing. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Ron from Pew. I'm Gould from Black Sky. And I'm Tahini from Pew. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. What's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having us. Yes. Honored to be here. <laughs> and Yeah, and thank you for joining in. So, Tahini, it's been a while, man. How's it going? Yeah, it's been a couple of months at least. You know, uh, all's good. All is good. It, it, we were talking about that, and it's like, it's been since May since the last time uh, you were on the show. And it was like, wow, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but, I mean, months Time flies. Yeah, time flies. Time flies. I've been watching uh, your episodes, though, since then. It's a great show. Awesome. I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. And so you had brought some company as well. We have Run and uh, Cult with us as well. So what's up, guys? Great. Can I introduce Cult? Uh, Cult is actually, uh, quote-unquote, the leader in No. He started the Alliance as the executor and then handed it to me for a period when he was away. And it, we basically bounce the executor back and forth between me and him. We, we jointly run no. Um, I do more of the seeing, and he does more of the uh, political stuff and strategizing. I can also introduce Run uh, for those that don't know him. He's a CEO of another corp, but also in Pew, which is a strange thing, I know. Um, but he's one of the most dependable pilots we've had in Pew, and I would consider him a right hand person we can't really run stuff without run uh, he's our logi bro and uh, logi anchor usually and runs a bunch of different programs in the alliance so nice run for you so he's running the align and the alliance and then people are running from him is that what, how i'm getting the name i think the, the name was intended in that way yeah it's in a it's in a friendly run it's not in a yeah. <laughs> uh, slightly so. runaway kind of <laughs> yes well, I wanted to get you guys on board and, uh, you know, talk about the recent events that has been going on. So everybody knows about this war with Pantheon and uh, it was new Eden wide, it seemed. But uh, this goes back even further than 30 or so days ago. So you've guys been at war with Pantheon for a couple months now, is it? Well, let uh, Kultor run answer this one. I think it started uh, more, uh, more early. Uh, I think we start this war uh, when Cofford Citadel is died. We start planning, we start thinking what we're doing uh, and how we can manage it. Because uh, we have a very small alliance and Panton is a very big target. And also Panton have a, a very strong others like KH-22 and Genesis. There was definitely a lot of planning involved, yeah. I don't think we officially declared war till later. No. What, what I remember happening was there was a fireside where they were, they were talking about going to the north, burning uh, Nosov, uh, that, which wasn't an official war declaration, but it was, we unofficially were fighting each other from that time. And Rania, if you'd like to comment, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Um, just to provide some context around that. Um, so obviously, we've always been a Merc organization and we would take contracts um, against everyone and and Eden really without you know um, anyone that wanted to put a contract uh, we took it on. Um, so for the last six months or so, um, we started seeing that no contracts were put forward from Pantheon, and I think they had a uh, basically an agenda against us to basically not contract us. And the people that did contract us within Pantheon were a bit you know um, you could say we're trying to do it you know, under the table or hidden. Um, so there's there definitely an agenda from Pantheon to try and, you know, uh, deplete our income source, which is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> and so, so within that, you know, we had a couple of events like, um, so we obviously attacked Pantheon in certain contracts, which we had. I don't think they took that very well, understandably. And, and then one day, um, Koffer obviously decided to, to <laughs> deploy a Citadel without really letting... Everyone to know, no, and um, it caught us a bit by surprise. 
And and in that, you know, as first uh, Citadel dropped by No Please Stop, we basically had the majority of New Eden uh, <laughs> ready to fight us, right? Um, you have to take into account that No Please Stop, you've got a lot of very dedicated pilots, very active um, and very proficient at what we do. But uh, we're not even a full alliance, right? So we're about 500 members, 600 members. Um, especially around that time, we'd be in about that size. We've grown marginally, but not too significantly. Um, and at that time, we had obviously, you know, Pantheon against us, SHH at the time against us, Genesis against us, Catch 22 against us. You have to take into account that Genesis has about 8,000 members, Pantheon about over 6,000, SHH probably has around 5,000. And we, we stood there as a 500 man alliance, right? Um, so obviously, you know, they formed the GOAT coalition at the time and they, they successfully uh, destroyed that citadel. And for us, uh, you know, and after certain statements by, in these firesides by the leader of Pantheon, uh, which was some banana, um, you know, we took it as a personal, uh, not personal in, in a bad sense. It's, it's part of the mechanics of the game. You drop solve, you get it destroyed. The whole, the whole the, the map basically turns against you and that's, that's fine. Um, but of course, from there, the plan started to see, you know, uh, we're going to have to hold Sov. Or, I mean, we're not personally attached to Sov um, in any way, but, you know, we want Sov and we want to place it. So as a statement, as a generator of content. Um, so so from there, I think we are, our plans, which were about six months ago, started to focus on, you know, Pantheon has led the way in terms of the destruction of Sondry. And and I think we we can get some content back on, on their side and on their turf. And uh, I think that's how it started, really. So yeah, you'd you'd said that you know the Pantheon leader was not making threats, but he was saying, you know, um, no, we'll never have Sov. It, did that kind of spark a more of a feud, more of a goal yeah, to go uh, toward them? Of course, yeah, of course, of course. He was declaring stuff, and they they quote unquote invaded us like three times, but we didn't see too much of an invasion. They came with a couple of fleets. We pushed them back, but it wasn't a, a serious invasion, I guess. Um, but yeah, of course, that will that'll push any group. I, I imagine any group that tries to dictate what another group does in the game will have similar consequences. Yeah, it's not it's not cool. So nothing against Sun Banana though. He's a very charismatic leader. I have to admit, I tip my hat to that guy. He he was very charismatic. Um, but yeah, definitely shouldn't have attacked us. That's for sure. Uh, so h about how long were you attacking or at least deploying into Pantheon space up until uh, before SHH got involved? Uh, well, we're very nomadic. So usually between contracts, we go to wherever there's traffic, the most traffic. So that used to be Enrail. For a while, when Golden Horde was there, we were chilling around Enrail. Then we'd go to Aoife when Curious was was doing pretty good. And uh, we would deploy to Ned as well. So we have been around, like they see us poking in and out between contracts. But very seriously, I would say a month before, two months, maybe. Yeah, I think two months. Yeah, two months. No, two months. But we weren't we weren't hitting their structures so much per se. It was more like roaming, uh, testing some doctrine stuff. We had to test our kite fleet against them. Which took a lot of planning. Trying to figure out how to break their three hundred man blob was not easy at all. I can tell you that. But we managed it. Yeah, we pulled it off. So, how did SHH get involved with this uh, war against Pantheon? Um, I think it's. Uh, I I'm talking with SSH guys a lot, and when they start attacking FF, uh, not start when they finish attacking FF. Uh, asking uh, Pantheon to help and uh, uh, Pantheon uh, leadership says they will help uh, FF only if FF drop pluses with uh, uh, no. And when it's happened, when they drop pluses, we say, sorry guys, we can come to help you, you drop pluses uh, uh, and the next day FF is dying and after, after FF is dying I start uh, talking with uh, uh, silent leaderships, and uh, I'm I start uh, explaining uh, is a very important target because when capitals comes, uh, if we will not start attacking uh, Gen Fiat, uh, Pantheon, and Cage Twenty Two, uh, if we don't split them, 
they will have uh, so much power in this game uh, and this can be not breakable uh, in future. And uh, I think uh, in sandbox RPG, very important have uh, different uh, play, uh, different uh, sides of uh, any conflict. If you have uh, one uh, ultimatum powerful alliance uh, in uh, in null sex, uh, it's uh, it's and it can be bro- brokeable. Uh, it's can uh, killing all the game because uh, uh, no it's reason, boring. yeah, boring and no reason to play. Uh, and uh, when I start talking with uh, silent leaderships, they say yes, it makes sense, but uh, it's, it can be very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> you know and uh, uh, I don't know. I think uh, silent have uh, take risk, take risk like we because when we started attacking Pound on full power. Silent also take very big risk and first we fight. Did, yeah. uh, we were surprised when they deployed. We caught us off guard. We were very happy, but also surprised. So they came to that decision on their own. So, and we're very happy that they did. So I think they, they figured they could do it and they went for it, which is, a hu- as Colt says, a huge risk. Because if they lost, they would lose a lot. Yeah. More than we would lose, I mean. Well, and SHH was just coming off the win uh, of the war against Fireflies, and so they had some momentum coming up to that. And, you know, they say, this could go well, or this could go bad. They were very optimistic, uh, and I mean uh, SHH leadership. They were optimistic as to fighting a bigger entity such as Pantheon, knowing that Pantheon and Genesis and Catch-22 are basically one being at that time. It's like, if you fight, if you mess with one, you might as well mess with all three. So, Interestingly enough, we were, we were on the FF side. Not fully, I mean, when they would hire us, but we've right. had our skirmishes against SSH. It's been awesome, actually. Um, I think most of the SSH guys agree. We, we enjoy fighting you guys, and you guys fighting us. Right. It's been good. Yeah, there's good fights all around. So when SHH joined the war and declared war on Pantheon, what what did that tell you guys as no please stop alliance? What did what did that look like through your guys' eyes? It made the whole thing more manage more achievable in my mind. Uh, I'll say it straight up that we would not have been able to beat them um, by ourselves. Uh, yeah. I can say that yeah. we would not have been been possible. So because of SSH FCs and their quick ability to switch to kite fleet so beautifully and so quickly and, uh, and their pilots and just superior fighting, fighting guys, basically, um, we beat them through that. We wouldn't have been able to do it on our own. I don't know now, would SSH been able to do it by themselves? Maybe? I think if they took Pantheon on their own, yes, but combined, the blob was very large. Um, at its peak, I remember at its peak it was 800 pilots in K4. If I'm right, right? 700. Yeah, it was around that. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So, what are some of the big highlights that changed the morale during this time? Uh, and I say morale is a good or bad. K4. Yeah, cult go now. I I can t- say about some specific battles, but if there's any other stuff you guys want to add, there was two that um... stand in my mind. Uh, there's 9GNS and YRNJ, the Honk Citadel. Those two battles, uh, Pantheon came in very heavy, like 130 battleships, I don't know, something something crazy. And we were not that heavy. And we won through just, we fought for like four hours or five hours. Um, we won through just sheer will. Like Everyone's fuel was running out. I was, I was, my spies were telling me Pantheon, Logies don't have fuel. They're like they're running out, and we just persisted and just we were running out of drones, and it was it was one of the most insane battles I've ever seen. I think Matty has a video of it, but uh, we that one was was epic. I mean, I think even their FCs were like, whoa, you know, that blew them away. They did not expect. Yes, it's, it's, it's most interesting. It's most interesting fight on And nine GNS was pretty much the same type of thing. Yeah, it's a kind of a blur to me now because there's been so many battles, but those two were. Like yeah. I was shocked, and they were shocked. Like, both sides were like, "Okay, wow, that was insane." It's, it's very close. Of, of, difficult. 
Um, yeah, no, they, it was about four or five hours of just really, really intense, constant, uh, a constant battle. And at the end of it, the thing is, I think what made both of those fights as epic as they as they did is because actually what we had on grid versus what they had on grid, we were very heavily outnumbered. So uh, at, at the end of it, we were heavily outnumbered. I don't remember the, what the initial numbers were, but we were outnumbered in both of those fights significantly. And at the, at, like I think at YRNJ, the end, the, like the final numbers we were like. 20 battleships on our side and i would say over 50 or 60 i mean we've got the screenshots somewhere now and probably there's videos around that but it was just it was fights where all odds were against us um and yeah and through as Tahini said through willpower and just you know being very strategic on how we yeah belief above all belief yeah <laughs> and and being very strategic about how we were you know how well tahini and colt and, and the ssh fleet uh, you know how they how they managed uh, the grid, uh, you know, it was successful, but it was intense, and it was it was all all odds against us. And I think those two, you know, it was guys, you know, we're fle- from the enemy standpoint, it's you know we're fleeting up way more numbers than, and we just can't hold grid. And they've been toasted to Citadel, and they've managed to do that twice now consecutively. I think from a morale perspective, that was probably a considerable hit uh, because it also shifted the the the, the realization that you know they might have a superior doctrine, maybe, maybe, you know. Yeah, they switched and to that week. They switched to doctrine that week, which is really difficult for any alliance to do when you're in a war, right? It's not easy. I am surprised how quickly Shush has switched doctrines so efficiently and so fast, and their FCs just knew what to do and just how to perfectly anchor at sixty. It's not easy with this particular kite fleet. It's not a sniper fleet where you can just be at 100, you know? You have to be very precise ranges, and it's intense, and it's been beautiful to watch from their side. Salute to their FCs from us. Also because the, the, the kite fleet, per se, I remember Cult, um, Sky, and CRB were the first ones, I, I would say, to test it, right? I, there's videos of them doing, like, 5 versus 50, right, in these kite fleets, and... And there's actually, you know, after X amount of months, there is counters to it, right? And, and you know, Pantheon and Jennifer have done a, a great job of trying to counter it and many attempts and many that have been successful. Um, and it's, it's, it's a very, very difficult fleet to run with a huge margin for error because, it, you know, as long as you catch, well, I'm not going to say how, but <laughs> there, there's a number of things that can happen, which, you know, very easily and, and, and you know, you're caught and, and therefore you have to either brawl or you have to warp out. Um, so, and, and SHH is, as I said, as Tahini said, sorry, it's impressive how quickly they managed to pull it off and actually pull it off uh, flawlessly, pretty much, uh, without, while we had done it for a couple months prior and, and, you know, and, and, you know, fix it, like fix the errors, which we had obviously done because it's a very difficult fleet to pull off. Uh, SHH managed to, to, you know, implement it really quickly and, and smoothly. Uh, so props to them, yeah. It, 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 I, I think a lot of people looked at it as the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so was the uh, Banana Blender Discord was born, where it's basically your coalition server with SHH and No. What's it like fleeting up with multiple fleets and going back and forth and uh, going from SHH fleets to no fleets, going back to SHH fleets, the communication and all of that, it's got to be a lot. It's got to be intense. It's definitely been the most intense time, I have to admit. I think for both sides, right? Wouldn't you? You've been around in the war. I haven't seen you that much in fleets, but yeah, it's been some of the most intense. Are you talking about me specifically? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Know, if you've been if you've been around, it's been very high content. So a lot of people on Reddit are saying um, the most content they've seen in such a short dose, back to back fleets. It's a lot. Right. So in my experience, and because I am part of this, in my experience, uh, a lot of the op, a lot of the ops are not favorable for me as far as like my work schedule and all that but the times that i have listened in and and i'm listening to orders and i'm all that stuff and then all of a sudden tahini you would come in and you would start barking and you know it's like trying to trying to say okay you go that way i'll go this way make sure everybody's on board i'll go into this fleet and update them you know you're, you're jumping around a lot trying to communicate uh to just to make sure everybody is on the same page and that's that that's just insane the amount of uh 
dedication that you have toward this and how everybody is working together, how everybody's on the same page doing these ops. Because, yeah, you're outnumbered. But how is it that you guys are still coming out on top and that communication uh, through this Discord has been uh, awesome? <laughs> I mean, I don't really have any other words to say about it. Well, tips for FCs is it helps to use voice, I think, over text. Sometimes it's faster. It can be quicker. Oh, you're about to get jump into a trap. It's easier just to jump into someone's channel and yell quickly. Uh, on the start of our alliance, uh, we always uh, shoot uh, fighting uh, versus more big targets because, uh, of course, some uh, of course uh, we are mercenary alliance and. Uh, uh, people pay for us to fighting uh, what they can broke and what they can't fight, and uh, uh, all of all way of our alliance, it's always uh, uh, it's always experience how to win fights versus more numbers uh, versus uh, more strong uh, uh, more strong uh, setups and. Uh, only one way uh, how you, how you can manage it is if uh, you have a w perfect coordination coordination between your uh, your fleets and between your people. It's first what we, what we always try try to work. It's uh, create good coordination. And it's interesting to see how that extended with Shush. Um, they, it was as if they were no pilots. Like there was no, not even a slight delay between the two. It was it was incredible. I've never seen something like that in this game. Um, I imagine that's what Genfed and Pantheon feel like when they fight together. They're, they've been fighting together for so many wars, they probably can semi-read each other's mind. On, on that note, also an interesting point, Koffer, uh, uh, one of the corps in No, we often have pilots from Koffer in our fleets without a translator. So they don't understand what the FC is saying, and yet they still fight perfectly in sync. Um, I'm not sure how, but that is a testament to the level of coordination those guys have. Um, so, yeah. So tell us some numbers. Going into this war, how many citadels did Pantheon have, roughly? I actually can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, bear with me. Ron would know that, yeah. Bear with me now. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I've got that somewhere. Ron love for statistics. I actually do. That's my, my thing. I vaguely remember 130-ish. Was that around that number? It's versus it's it's some with uh, Genfet to Genesis. Yeah, it's it's not split up here, but Pantheon, Genesis, and Catchring two together had about um, at the beginning of the war about two hundred and forty-two uh, sovereignties, uh, sovereignty systems, uh, which was like if you count the total amount of sovereignty systems, like systems which have been, uh, you know, where stuff has been claimed. Uh, basically, Pangen and Catchering 2 owned, you could say, owned like over 54% of all the sovereignty claimed in New Eden. So you could say half the half of the sovereignty map is claimed by them, which is a, you know, a staggering amount. In terms of Pantheon, I think it, it was close to over 120, um, which in comparison to SHH, for example, which was outside of Pangen 22, I think SHH holds 79 systems. Of sovereignty, um, which is is not too big uh, in terms of you know, the others, um, and Pantheon would be, I think, the largest holding alliance in this game uh, by all, by hundred um, percent. I think they were around one hundred and twenty to one hundred and thirty sovereign systems at the beginning of this war, more or less. How many went down within that thirty day period of that war? Hard to say, but it's around yeah. thirty, around twenty five to thirty. The total is around. 40 now today we're claiming seven plus nine we're claiming 16 more today alone so <laughs> yeah it's a lot it's around 45 46 that's a vague estimate i would say run maybe we've we've lost track i've lost track as well personally yeah, but yeah i think at a peak there was one in which there was i think a record for this game obviously there was there's a couple of records achieved in this war First is the, mo the the first Entosist Citadel, um, which has been achieved as as a you know as a hostile Entosis uh, was achieved at the beginning of this war. Uh, I think it was in nine GNS was probably the first time it's ever been done. Um, another one is obviously that in a twenty four hour period, I think Pantheon lost 
Um, in a 24 or 40 hour, I think it was probably 24, they lost around, yes, over 20 citadels in a 24 hour. Because they, they made their timers um, all be on a Tuesday, which, you know, you can discuss whether it's a good strategy or not. But, you know, when they were not defending them, it meant that we could probably kill about 20 of those citadels in one single, you know, which obviously requires a lot of coordination, a lot of manpower to achieve. Um, and a lot of split fleets to, to do that, but you know it's it's significant. And for that to happen in one day is is uh, it's pretty big. Wow. Yeah. You've, Today is also a pretty pretty busy day. You've, yeah. You guys have That's been busy. Um, <laughs> it's just so many have gone down in the last thirty days, and uh, and, and seeing that um, Pantheon is no longer up there as far as uh, you, you've seen the Sov map is having the highest amount of Sov owned anymore. So um, I believe SHH has surpassed that now. Uh, I think they're the next big... Uh, they're the next end boss, the right? Sure. Next end boss? Yeah, maybe, maybe, yes. We'll, we'll talk about that. I, I, think, SHH, I think SHH is, is humble enough to not make that statement, hopefully. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little, uh, a little bit later. But... Um, so more recently, though, you've been seeing these corps leave Pantheon, um, step out of the war, reset standings. But how are you taking all of that? Are you taking that as a W? Uh, I didn't understand the question. You mean like the, the fact that they're pulling out one by one as separate uh, they're se entities? Yeah. yeah, they're separating. They're they're basically um, yeah, getting they're, themselves they're, out us, of the war. The, the, to us, a victory isn't them crumbling completely just the fact that they broke up a little bit and have, have have admitted that we have won the war they've surrendered they've taken the terms that's enough i would say um there's a lot of people in pantheon that we like actually uh, and we respect on that side so hopefully they can bounce back quick so we can get back to fighting again in maybe less serious way ways I think the, the, the fragmentation of Pantheon is, I think it's overall beneficial to the game. One of, um, we could say that one of the things for us as, as you know, PvP Alliance, uh, it, it's concerning, it was concerning to have the two biggest coalitions in this game glued to each other. Of course, we're not, we're not someone to decide who, who should, you know, how one person, like one alliance, a co large coalition should, you know, how they should play the game. I think that's been said a lot about us, that we're trying to determine uh, how other people should play, and I think that's completely incorrect. Everyone should play this game however they want. Uh, nevertheless, um, in a pre-capital and coming into a capital, you know, uh, um, you could say environment, the, having the two largest coalitions blew to each other, and what was happening even at the time of which we dropped sovereignty, right? Which you had SHH blew to Genfed and vice versa. Genfed blew to Pantheon. It was you know the three largest coalitions. All blue to each other. It's 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 not an it's not an environment where you have competitive you know PvP and you don't have uh, you know if everything's blue to you, there's not really much else you can do this game. Uh, you know, in Evil Line, uh, you know the, the things which have made history in Evil Line have been battles and wars and skirmishes. You know, it wasn't a ratting or a mining fleet, and and we need to you know to a certain degree, New Eden has to be an environment in which PvP is you know it's important and it's something that. All alliances and coalitions to strive to improve in, and and never and never become complacent uh, that because you've done good lit diplo it means that your your empire can can't crumble, which I think unfortunately is might have been the stance of of Pantheon um, because of the support between Genesis and Pantheon, and I think the fragmentation of Pantheon at the current state might be, might create new new we hope that it creates sort of like new. Um, organic alliances within it that you know are smaller in size um and don't require um, you know this massive levels of blob that you would find in the past like for example you know you'd, you'd see you'd take a pantheon structure to whole and you'd, you'd see the formation of about 300 to 400 um pangen pilots pangen 22 pilots and in in a, in a mobile game like like eve echoes where you have black screens where the client is not there to back it up it, the only you can't really counter that unless you bring another blob or unless you're very strategic about how you attack, which is kind of um, the approach we we like to go with. So um, I think through the fragmentation of Pantheon, the game itself has has improved in in our eyes um, to have more competitive PvP. 
um, and not this this constant requirement of large blobs which the game can't support in order for survival, you know? Um, so you see, like, for example, Genesis right now can no longer right now count on Pantheon to defend the structure. So they are forced to, to engage more in PP and to, to help, you know, understand how they can defend themselves and hold up for themselves against maybe a smaller force, a medium-sized force, or a force which is matching their, their size, right? So, so at the end of the day, the outcome from this is a more competitive environment for the whole of New Eden, um, and, and one that hopefully creates more amazing stories. And we hope that the new, you know, whatever the corps or alliances that are formed through the new, um, sorry, through the corps that are left now out of the reminiscence of Pantheon, um, you know, they form something amazing and it's, and it's fun and it's more competitive and it requires like smaller, medium-sized skirmishes and fights, which are, are fun, you know, they're fun and, they're, and it's part of the element of the game rather than blob warfare, which is with black, black screens and disconnects and lag. It's, it's uh, it's not, a, it's not a good environment to PP, um, and it's boring, and CTAs are boring, and, and unfortunately in this pre, you know, in this blob environment, which we were, that was the only way to really fight against these big structures, so these big coalitions that were blue to each other was through that. So I think overall, and in summary, <laughs> uh, part of this is that uh, New Eden becomes more competitive, and we're looking forward to whatever the new challenges are brought and whatever new formations are, you know, are brought out of it and created. And yeah, and hopefully above all that everyone in this game is having more fun. Well, here's this question. Is the war over? No. Of course no. I was uh, gonna say yes. <laughs> uh yeah, but go ahead, go say say. Yeah. Never over. War is never uh, over, you know that, Adiv. Yeah, war is for never us. over. Of course, it's it's just for us. Uh, we don't want to stop. We we want to uh, fight every time. We want to fight more stronger and stronger uh, alliances. It's our way of uh, evolve. Uh, we can't be in top if we don't have uh, more stronger, uh, more big, uh, more dangerous uh, enemy. Uh, it's not possible. Uh, that's why we don't take uh, people in alliance. Well, we, we take people and we take corporation in alliance, but uh, we take uh, very small numbers. We uh, we don't want to be uh, really big because if we start be really big, uh, we didn't find uh, 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 how to say it, Tahimi. The level, of the quality, the level of pilot that that you have. Yeah, I understand what he's saying. You can become too big basically and uh, it's a it's a philosophy that that's the reason i'm here in this alliance because of that i enjoy and also this. that we, we like to fight our numbers so if you, if you grow so much at the end of the day the targets which you'll probably fight will be of equal size or you're you know you're out out blob them so it's, it's you know we, we want we like that challenge in terms of no please stop we i think we can say that probably eight or ten out nine out of ten of our battles have been without a numbering and, and that's a challenge for us and that's what we like um is that correct Cole? more or less what you were saying and why do, we don't want to grow too much yes yep yep so how about this and how about the war against pantheon is that over or is that still happening uh, well, it's, groups, it's, it's, it's complicated but most groups have dropped out there's like a couple of corps that are in conversation with us now we are taking citadels today, but things are fizzling down. Like it's, uh, there isn't really. Yeah, most groups have have backed down by now. I would say the war is over. Yes. So, are you guys attacking the allies? I, I understand Catch Twenty Two backed out from it. Uh, if I read it correctly on um, Reddit, uh, within the last twenty four hours. So, would it would that just leave GenFed? Or are they still wanting to fight? Catch twenty two offered uh, Durkader um, as tribute, and we accepted graciously. And they have backed out from the war. Um, Genfed, I cannot answer that. Run, I don't know. I think they're quiet in their corner right now. But it's sure. a, it's a it's a complicated situation. Colt also knows this uh, very very well, probably better than myself. Um, Colt, do you want to say anything about Genesis? Did we lose Colt there? <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, sorry, guys. My, my level of English. Sometimes I don't understand. <laughs> He's asking you if the war is over and uh, if we will attack the allies of Pantheon, like uh, 
Catch twenty two, no, not anymore. But GenFed or whoever was allied. To um, I think uh, Pantheon uh, and uh, uh, Catch twenty two. It's mm, it's uh, probably it's very strong guys, but um, more stronger uh, is Genesis. I think Genesis uh, more big, more stronger, and they have uh, way high morale. I. Uh, probably I don't wanna uh, kill station of Genesis. I I didn't see uh, sense uh, to do it. Uh, but um, Genesis have uh, very soft politics uh, to living in null. They take whenever who want. They take uh, they uh, they can uh, be uh, more uh, bigger and bigger. They wanna take uh, anybody and. Uh, uh, it's it's a little bit dangerous uh, because uh, small alliances, if they wanna say something for Genesis, Genesis can come, uh, bring uh, 500 people, and say we were doing what we say. And uh, I think um, I, I think uh, now uh, if Genesis and uh, Silent will be in war, it's created some uh, balance. But I'm a little bit afraid how much uh, money, how many capitals can uh, create now Genesis, uh, because Genesis have, mm, I think that Genesis have more big base uh, of uh, industry corps. And uh, if they create too much, if they uh, start to be too strong, they again create same, uh, same alliances like uh, Pangen 22. They just uh, created again, and uh, next war, uh, when we uh, all uh, sought uh, this, uh, next war will be more difficult. Uh, uh, more expensive. What, what we finish now? Yes, I think our target now it's Genesis, but we don't want to kill Genesis. We want to just uh, make them a little bit, little bit uh, uh, weak. Uh, not not kill all station. Not uh, I don't know. Uh, take territory. Just just make them a little bit uh, soft. Little bit. Yeah, it's also worth noting that um, Ge Genesis as itself did not become so invasive with our sovereignty. They, they actually played it smart to a certain degree, despite all the spinning and everything they they they, they did, um, and their leaders did. They played it smart. So. Yeah, they the, didn't try. It, they it's didn't the us. We had, they have hired us in the past. I will say that. So they they weren't doing the same practices that Pantheon was for those six months or most a year. So we got capitals coming here in a couple days. That's gonna yeah, like you said, it's gonna be a lot more expensive the uh, next war. Yeah, it'll be interesting in the beginning. I think when there aren't too many of them, but when they when if it's too easy to get them. It will become yeah the the game will change the PvP will change just like it didn't even online, and for an FC like me who enjoys subcaps, uh, we'll see. It, it could be it'll be interesting for a while at least. So okay, we'll we'll lead into this then. Um, so what's what's to happen with the coalition when all this is said and done? Are you guys going to remain on good terms with SHH? to an answer that run i mean it's pretty we've been public about it everyone knows we're gonna reset shush um whether we remain on good terms i'm sure we will even when pew left uh shush i don't know how long ago it was maybe six seven months what? ago we left on good terms so i don't see why we would we would not have good terms with them they, they know that we like to fight hard and we might kill a couple of their citadels and they might kill a couple of ours but it's not a big deal the way we it's it's our culture it's the way we look at the game where we don't mind it's okay we yeah uh, i i want to be gray for everyone and i want to be uh i and i want to uh, create reputation uh for our allies who never uh, attacking without uh, uh payment never attacking without payment we uh i want to create true mercenary alliance but uh, now it's not possible because uh, arrangement, uh, arrangement uh, between Pentagon, Genesis, and Cash 22 and also Silent uh, also don't give contracts for us uh, a long time. 
and uh, we, we want to break it and we want to just uh, play a uh, game what we like and uh, we don't want um, helping for one side to create to be too strong we always want to have uh, work we always want to have a difficult task and we always want to don't be uh, on some side we don't want to be on some side. We want to be just mercenary alliance who live in Jita, and if it's needed, uh, people can hire us, and we can show uh, show up. That's all. I think that I think much of what um, we agreed into into doing this uh, coalition with SHH um, is is definitely that you know we both love PvP. I think um, Silent has made uh, PvP part of their culture, and they've been in a war against. Uh, FF for over a year, which I mean, there's they've involved in they've been involved in constant content basically and constant engagements of skirmishes and, and small battles. Um, so they're they're battle hardened by all means, um, and and so so are we. And I think there's the, that mutual respect of of you know you know the love towards PvP and how and how um, and it's part of our culture and how we will probably so once this we had a certain objective here, which obviously was Pan Gen Twenty Two. Uh, most specifically Pantheon, but we we understand that after we've met we've met our objectives, uh, we'll, we'll reset standings uh, most likely um, how we originally agreed to, and probably go back to shooting each other because that's what we both enjoy. And I think out out of this event, in terms of uh, this this coalition that's been formed up, um, there's there's been nothing but uh, a lot of mutual respect, a lot of appreciation, a lot of the propaganda that's pushed that either SHH is, is toxic or no please stop is toxic has really been uh you know shut down through through facts and proof as as you know the relationship has, has been very very smooth um F, the FCs of SHH are fantastic the intelligence team is also amazing and it, and and it's nothing but respect to them and I think it's probably you could probably say it's mutual um so whatever comes from the future will just be a competitive PvP environment where we we have two alliances which understand that PP is part of this game, and we will engage in PP, uh, and we will enjoy it, and we'll challenge each other, you know. Um, and and yeah, and, and above all, mutual respect and understand that we're not there to crush their community, and probably they're not there to crush the community, which seems to be like the buzzword right now. If you're engaging in PP or you're trying to, you know, um, damage another large coalition in order to slightly make them weaker, it's considered to be an attack on their. On their player base and their community, but I think uh, SHH and No have a. I mean, I think we can say that they have a different approach to this. I understand that you know PP is part is is I would say two thirds of what this game is about, and and we'll probably go back to PP as um, when when our objectives are finished. Well, good deal. Well, that's all I had. If you guys had any other topics that you wanted to hit on, I did have a quote from uh, Tahini. He says we we can't wait to reset and go back to shooting SHH. I seen that on Reddit this morning. Yeah, I think they them too. We like fighting each other. One of their leaders is actually in the channel with us just now listening. Hey, hey Michael. So there's very much. little there's very little that I can add to what Colton Run said. They pretty much laid it out as it is. Like we don't want to be on anyone's side. Yeah. We want balance in the game. We love, we enjoy PvPing. Yeah, sure, sure her bros. We'll go back to fighting them. And uh, yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, but it, it exactly. There's there's no bad blood between you two. So you know that I think that's the most important thing too. Or with the South, honestly, I don't know. I don't think yeah. cult harbors any grudges. I I don't. The, the meme where banana was mostly a joke. I mean, I I think the guy is great. He's, there's nothing wrong with the guy. He shouldn't have attacked our South in game, but that's an in-game thing. I mean, I have nothing against the person. Um, so yeah, there's no ill will, I think, even towards the south from our side. So hopefully they bounce back strong. That's our hope. Okay, guys, if you if you want to do uh, some closing thoughts and shoutouts, if you have any shoutouts, go ahead. Well, just the FCs for sure. Uh, Tremel, Jack, Michael, JD, uh, Yoda, Niker, uh, Niker for sure. Amazing uh, to watch him in his nightmare. Doing, I usually do it in a Ferex Guardian. He does it in a nightmare, and he does it beautifully. Um, Sheikh Hulud, the Sheikh Hulud, my favorite. The, the Scepter <laughs> FC in SSH that constantly saves our fleets. He's just killing enemy lodges and just protecting us, burning up and down the pipe. That guy's amazing. Sometimes he kills as much as our heavy fleet. 
which is impressive for an interceptor fleet. Um, but Saku has also been amazing as well. Saku has been great. The people that do the intel, the scouts, honestly, all honk, of it had yeah. to honk. <laughs> yeah, it all had to perfectly work together for it to for us to pull it off. We didn't win by a huge margin. It was a, you know, on the ropes, barely pulled it off type of win. So it, all the moving parts had to come together perfectly. If one what one didn't work, Badran, thanks for the intel. <laughs> Have to shout out to yeah. Badran. Um, and Airbus for doing the thinking sometimes because these ops would be very long. Sometimes you you just hand over the thinking to someone else. You just say, "Listen, just direct me. Where do I go with my fleet? I can't look at maps anymore. I can't, you know." Uh, and he would help do that. Just the whole team. There's too many to list. And also Great. the individual pilots. You know, they've a lot of them just from the support roles to the intel to the scouting to the just playing up the DPS logies, as well. Sometimes, it's sometimes been crazy. Won. Yeah. Sometimes we won because we had yeah just one or two more logies just better skilled or stayed alive better than the enemies and insane stuff. Oh, yeah, situation leadership as well at Nihilist. Anyway, everyone, it's just been an amazing job of coordination. Um, and also, I think it's it's props to um, to the South um, as well to to what would be the former Pantheon. A lot of their FCs are absolutely uh, great people, really smart, very talented, great very FCs. Hard to fight against. Very hard yeah. to fight against. So, yeah, it was not easy. And their line members as well. Their pilots are great, very proficient. And I could probably say this as well for, for every single person in the South as well. It's, it's, as I said, it's being, unfortunately, uh, put forward as, as we're toxic or there's some sort of beef or hatred towards them. And absolutely, that's not correct. Um, we, we appreciate every single line pilot, um, especially in Pantheon and Genesis. It's, 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 um, it's just part of the game. It's part of the PvP mechanics, and that's what we engage in and what we enjoy. Um, but but yeah, props to them as well because they've 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 they fought they've they've built up their own empire and they fought it and they defended it very very well and they've they've made our you know they've made our life very difficult very challenging and also very enjoyable um, and they've put up a really really good fight and I think um, one important thing from from their standpoint is sure this the status quo of of Pantheon right now has changed and and the map has changed significantly uh, but this should not stop you know players to understand that you know. Part of part of um, Eve and part of what happens in Eden is that you know things are rebuilt and there's new opportunities and more, new challenges and and they, they've you know the South has fought very very hard and I, there's time to rebuild and think of new challenges and new opportunities uh, to take advantage of. It's it's in in no way uh, something like this is the end. It's just a, a new chapter um, as 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 with many of the wars of, of Eve, whether it's EO or, or here. Yeah, Fountain and Delve is a much more interesting place now. For for a small to medium sized corp or organization, there's real estate to be taken. There's power vacuums for people to fill. New people in charge. It's very interesting to see how it will play out in the next one or two months. It will be great next two months. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we, we I think we finish. Uh, we close to finish. Yes, and uh, I want to say a few words. Uh, first one. Uh, uh, our enemy it's not uh, our enemy it's just players like we and uh, I have huge respect for anybody who understand it uh, who fight us uh, without uh, uh, without hating uh, just uh, just with fun uh, for, for, uh, I'm always wanna say uh, something good for people who losing or winning and uh, I have huge respect for uh, every Pantheon, Genesis and uh, Catch-22 respect. Uh, these guys fighting, uh, uh, these guys sometimes losing, sometimes winning, but they, uh, they, they, try, to, they try to be uh, uh, they, they try to be an attack uh, they try to be in good mode uh, till the end, and it's uh, for me. It's very important. People enjoy. Yeah, we ha we had to have fun as a game. Yeah. Well, awesome, awesome to hear. We'll wrap it up there. So, guys, it was a pleasure talking with you. I would say fly safe, but uh, I know how you guys are. So go out there and kill it. Fly dangerously. <laughs> fly dangerously. Uh, thank you for uh, talking with me today. Take it easy. Thank you, Rambo. Thank you very much.
that wraps it up for this week. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast. I do have a YouTube channel. Like and subscribe that for future videos. And if you would like to sponsor the show, please reach out to me on Discord. Being a sponsor gets your corporation ad out there for listeners of the show who may be looking to join a corp. Also, if you wish, please join my Discord. That is where I do my roundtable talks when I do do them. I post all of my episodes there. I have the guest list shown, and you can also post your very own corp ad. I'll leave that link to this Discord in the description. And yes, the shoutouts to our other content creators. So if you want even more Eve Echoes news and a deeper dive into what's going on with the galaxy, check out Damon Zell over on YouTube and his show, Echoes from the Front. That's where he goes over game announcements, patch notes, alliance drama, battles, and much more. I also want to give a shout out to Sky News, the premier Russian news outlet. If you haven't checked out their channel, go check it out on YouTube. Yes, it's all spoken in Russian, but they do include English subtitles in their videos. They also have a blog in which the text can be translated to your preferred language. Go check out Let's Play the Game over at Sky News. So thank you everybody for listening. Take care, fly dangerously, and I shall see you next week.